Welcome everyone. My name is Dallas. And if you're looking for all things food in and around Victoria, BC, that's what we're going to be talking about here. So for my very first guest on the podcast, I have the pleasure of welcoming or welcoming Chelsea from Sydney Scones. Chelsea, thank you for taking the time to chat and welcome. How are you doing? You. I'm good. I'm very excited to do this. <laughs> I know. I, you know what? Thank you so much because like you've, you've been on me about this. Like you've, you've been wanting to come on here. Yeah, totally. And it's I really, exciting. I really appreciate it. Cause like, when did I first mention it to you? It was a long time ago. Uh, it was, I think it was near the end of the Sydney market season last year. Like was it then. actually, remember the day where it was really windy at Uptown and everything was blowing around? Oh yeah. Was that's it that? right. It was that day. Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy day, right? Yes. It was a crazy people day. People losing their yeah. tents and. Yeah. And my tent flew up and hit some people. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Don't worry. That's not a usual occurrence when you go for your no, scones. That was the only time. That was that was a one time deal. <laughs> yeah. Um what were you doing today? Were you out dropping off scones? Um, I was. I had just actually had a big huge pre-order day yesterday. Yeah. And so um usually what happens with that is a lot of people forget to pick up their orders. So I was just kind of coordinating pickups today um to make up for all of the forgotten orders yesterday. Oh, really? And so like yeah. last week, cause I saw you last weekend. Um, mm -hmm. and is that what you were doing last weekend too? Um, last weekend I was going, um, down to the, the morning people. Yeah. It's called. Yeah, yeah. The good morning, breakfast. good morning food people. I, I, yeah, you know food. what? I apologize to Jonathan. I can never remember what the name of the food or the truck is. I yeah. always mess it up, but it's like good morning food people or, or something. And yeah. I, I don't know why I haven't gotten it down, but I haven't. Yeah, it's delicious. It's so good. And I, so I was bringing them some scones to try. And I don't know, maybe we might do some kind of collaboration in the future. So oh, that'd be amazing. Please uh, do. And that just happened to be perfect timing to see you there. <laughs> I know it was, I turned around. I'm like, oh, there's Chelsea. Yeah. And it, was, it, was it worked out great because Amy that was with me, she had yeah. never tried your stuff. Oh, yeah. That's um, awesome. I think some people are afraid about the lineups. Yes, I think so too. Yes. Because like, <laughs> And, and, and for people that aren't familiar, um, one of the things about Sydney scones is they're unlike any other, like, I don't even really think of them as scones almost. They're unlike yeah. their own category. Like it's something else. Yeah. And yeah, if you, like, if you go to the Sydney market, when you've been there, like you're going to be waiting for two hours. Yeah. Like how, how, how does that, <laughs> I always feel so bad about that. <laughs> I know. Like, how does that feel when you, when you know that something you've made like people are that enthusiastic about it that they're willing to wait two hours for that item. It feels totally surreal. Um, every single week when I would like roll up to the, um, my tent and all my staff is there like setting up for me, they're incredible. And there's a lineup already there before it's even started. People start to line up at four or four thirty, and, um, it doesn't start till five thirty. Uh, so before the streets even close down, people are like congregating on the sidewalk and then they swarm once the tent starts getting set up. But I almost every time, um, have a good cry in the van right before I go out there because I still am in disbelief that people will line up for something that I make. And it's like watching something on the food network and it's just really cool and weird and that's incredible. Me emotional. <laughs> yeah. But so I, you legitimately like you have a little bit of a cry. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah, I, I, I for real cry. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, but a good kind, not like, well, Oh no, I'm scared and stressed. It's like a, Oh, they're still here. Good. People are still coming. That's the yeah. passion side of it. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, last week you told me that cause you did that pre-order thing last, last week, last Friday. Yeah. And you sold, was it 1,820 minutes? Um, yeah, it was really fast. <laughs> a lot of them were minis though, but it was, um, yeah, it was a really, really fast sellout sale. <laughs> Still, like I can't imagine making eighteen hundred of anything. First off, but then yeah. for have it have it sell in twenty minutes, yeah, like yeah. that's that's some craziness. Yes, it was. It was really crazy. I was in total disbelief, and I had people commenting and saying, "Are you actually sold out already?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, there must be a glitch with the website." And I was like, "Ah, uh, yes, I am. Wow, I'm sorry. I couldn't believe it." I know. How dare you make such a good product? <laughs> yes, exactly. It pains me to be sold out. So how? <laughs> When did this all start for you? When, when uh, did this all start? So um, I used to be a personal chef down in uh, California in Laguna Beach. 
uh, and scones were something that I would always make for my clients. I would, um, I would cater brunches and parties and, um, just make their dinners and breakfasts and all that kind of stuff. And, um, everyone always would request for me to make scones. Just like it was always something that like, I guess everyone really liked that I made. And then um, when I moved back to Victoria and I had more clients up here, it was the same thing. They all um, were requesting scones all the time. And um, and one time I had a Downton Abbey watching party at my house. And I thought, oh, I'm going to make some Earl Grey tea scones um, to have like with our tea and watch Downton Abbey. And, um, and I made them and I... I ended up bringing some to a friend who um, like just freaked out when she tried it. She's like, you have to sell these. You have to sell these somewhere. Like people need to try these. And I was like, no, that's weird. Scones, like gourmet scones. That's such a weird niche market. Like, yeah, there's donuts and there's cookies and there's pies and cupcakes. But I just thought I'd never heard of anything like that with scones. Um, so then, um, but it got me thinking though, and I love baking and I was just constantly experimenting with new flavors and everything. And, um, I had a friend who ended up having to go into the hospital and I thought I'm going to bake her some scones and I'm going to bake her a whole bunch of, ex- like, I'm going to make a whole bunch of extra ones at the same time. And I figured out some pricing and I thought I'm going to post it on like a local buy and sell, um, group out here in Sydney. And so I, uh, I did that. It was October 31st. It was Halloween night. Um, and I posted at around, I don't know, two or three in the afternoon and I got no response at all, which I was like, I knew it. I knew this was weird. I knew nobody would want scones, but I hadn't really thought about how I guess all of the moms and stuff were out trick or treating with their kids. So no one was online. So then once everyone did get home that evening, I got 72 orders overnight. (laughs) This business blew up in my face overnight. So right from the jump. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Like right off the get go, I, I couldn't even believe it. And it just kept going and going and going because it's such a nice, small, supportive community in Victoria in general, but then even Sydney is even smaller and everyone talks and yeah, um, they, people started requesting flavors and wanting to get like large amounts for stuff. One person started buying them for after her exercise class that she taught <laughs> as a treat. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so I started writing my um, business card out on um, post-it notes because I had, I had no name. I had no business card. Uh, so people were saying, oh, well, my friend wants to know how she can get hold of you and she doesn't have the internet. And so, yeah, I would... Um, I was writing out that. And then, yeah, I hadn't even thought about packaging. That was a big thing that I'd never even thought about. That became a challenge. But I quickly um, realized pizza boxes were the answer. So that's what I started doing. I went to Mariner's Pizza in Sydney and bought a whole bunch of boxes from them. <laughs> yeah. And then people would come and pick up and I'd ask them to bring their Tupperware or something too and just swap it out. And yeah, but that was how it all started out. That's it's just, it's just like out of, and just out of someone telling you, you need to do this. And yeah, like, where, where did you get the first recipe? Was it, did you come up with that totally or? Yeah. It like it, all, all the recipes are completely in my own. Um, everything comes out of my head. I don't actually really have any recipes written down. Well, first except- off, who else is making Dunkaroo scones? <laughs> like who, who, yeah. who's thinking to do that? Obviously there's yeah. not going to be anybody doing that. Right. Yes. Yeah, I would. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel. I love to take things that I um, love to eat or nostalgic things or that kind of thing, and just turn it into scone form. Like I love to, yeah, like stuffing. Like I make one that tastes like stuffing at a turkey dinner. Have you done that? And, yeah, that, of course that you was have. One of, one of my favorite things that I invented or whatever, because now people buy them by the dozens around like October and December, and they use that as stuffing at their turkey dinners. So they just crumble them up and they make a really good turkey sandwich too. And that's yeah. how many flavors do you think you've done? Um, I was just talking about that with, with a neighbor on my front lawn today who walked by and asked if she could buy some scones, and I had some. Um, but I, I think probably about 250 to 300 different flavors. Wow. Um, especially across the board with the keto that I do and vegan and gluten-free and all of that. There's some, um, yes, there's a huge rotating list of flavors. Cause you always essentially have something for someone, right? Like you cover all the bases. Like everybody is going to be able to eat something. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. I tried very hard to get, like, I think the only one I maybe don't really hit is like raw or paleo. Um, but, um, yeah, everything else I, I try to accommodate all of the the big ones and I have like a lot of little kids who are able to eat them, which is really nice because so many kids have allergies these days and it makes me happy to be able to make them treats. And I have tons of celiac clients, which is also awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, Is is it common for scones to be like, to be able to get a celiac version of that? I don't really ever Uh, see any when I see gluten-free stuff. Yeah, no, not usually. And I mean, and I don't bake in a dedicated gluten-free kitchen or anything like that, but I do take a lot of precautions to make sure that um, there is no cross-contamination, but of course I can't guarantee it, but I use separate utensils and do it all before any other times, or I'll do days where I only make gluten-free or something like that, just just because I want to, I know how important it is. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, you can't mess around with that. yeah, no, exactly. And so I've, I've never had, so I have return celiac clients, which is great. And I've never had anyone have an adverse reaction or anything. So that makes me happy. <laughs> and I've, I've, uh, at markets before when it gets to the end of the market, usually the only thing left is like gluten-free or gluten-free vegan. And so people will just buy it cause they have to, and then they don't believe it's gluten-free. So that's a great compliment too. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I tried really hard to make sure all my recipes still taste delicious and are not like dried out and like hockey pucks or sawdust you know yes i've never had anything you've made that tasted anything like that one that stands out to me is the um the strawberry and devonshire cream yes was that one of the first ones you did it was like um yeah it was within the first few months it was one of the um i just thought about how like everyone here we love to go and have high tea and strawberry jam and Devonshire cream and scones are a perfect match. And so I um, looked into making my own clotted cream. It's technically, yeah, it's clotted cream. I hate the word clotted when it comes to describing food. So I call it Devonshire, but it's not technically Devonshire because Devonshire is a place in England that has like very high fat whipping cream that allows you to make like the real Devonshire cream. I've never tried it still, but, um, so yeah, I I tried making that and I thought, oh, I'm going to make like a a strawberry glaze. And I used, um, some local strawberries from a farm and, and that, like I posted that on the group and people just went bonkers for that. That is still to this day, like one of the best top sellers is the strawberry Devon jar cream for sure. Is there a flavor you've wanted to make that you haven't been able to like do it or you just haven't got sort of the flavor down that you're looking for? Um, there has only been one, only one. <laughs> so this, you're chasing this one so far. Um, it's a, a, a chocolate malt one. Um, I wanted to do like a malted chocolate Ovaltine, you know, or, okay. yep. years, you know? and I tried to make that one time and, um, it, I even actually like posted the story on my Instagram as I was doing it. And then I deleted all the stories and everything because it was such a fail. I was like, I don't want this to exist, but it just, I couldn't get the flavor to come through as much as I had wanted to. So I have to go back to an experiment, but I really wanted to taste that multi chocolate milk. Like, do you remember those like frozen, um, little cups you could get with a wooden spoon? Yeah. That's what I wanted to try and get across in there and it wasn't coming through. So I, I said, nope. How long is the process when you're like developing a new flavor? Like you get an idea, like I want to do this. How long does it take you to be able to get to like my, your, your idea to somebody actually trying it? Um, it, I kind of do things differently because I don't actually really test out stuff before I do it. So, um, when I think of my menu for whatever week or day, or, um, I, I just, I know what kind of flavors go well together. I know how my scone dough works and my process and my method. And I know what will be delicious, you know, with butter and flour and sugar and cream, you know? Um, so I, uh, yeah, it's not a huge, uh, process for me. (laughs) I kind of wing it. Uh, and it has worked out every time. <laughs> and, uh, that was the one time I did the malt, the, that was my only like real testing one and, um, it didn't work out, but I hadn't been planning it for a market or anything like that. So do you know how okay. many people are jealous right now that you just said you wing everything <laughs> and it just like, and, and then you have this thing where people are lining it for two hours. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I, 
I guess I don't really think about it. It's yeah, like my staff will make me think about that because I'll be trying to like when I try to teach bakers how to do what I do. Um, it's really hard for me to teach because I I'll just say okay, well pour that much in, and they're like, well, what's the measurement? And I said, uh, well I'll let you know when I see it how it looks in the dough. <laughs> I just do everything by like my eyes or by estimating or like just. Yeah, it's a tricky thing to teach for sure. Isn't that amazing? Once you get that, like, like that sixth sense, mm-hmm. where you just you yeah. don't like it's just you just know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's and, it's awesome, and um, yeah, I uh, but yeah, I usually just wing it. And um, the other day, what was I doing? Oh, I was doing like a full on Dunkaroos day sconeroo. I don't know if I can say Dunkaroo scone because they're back now at Seven Eleven. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know they're actually available. I mean, you showed yeah. me a, like a photo on the other last weekend, but yeah, they've come back now. So I'm like, oh, they're going to probably come after me if I start using their name. Hashtag <laughs> um, Dunkaroos. Yeah. Yes. Sconaroos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was doing one. What was I doing? Oh, I did a cinnamon cream cheese one and um, I did a strawberry one. And with the strawberry one, I just like that day as I was doing it, I just was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to add this, I'll do this. And yep, that's going to taste good. And it did, thank goodness. But it just is the, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of do it as I go along and which is fun because it keeps it really creative and I'm able to stay really passionate about it that way. I don't really limit myself with recipes and measurements and exact, like, yeah, they're the base of the dough is usually very exact, but it's all the add-ins that differ. And how often do you get people like sort of coming to you and being like, Hey, you should make this flavor. Like, it must be all the time. Yeah, I do. And I love hearing it. Um, but like one of the, um, the challenges among my staff is to try and come up with a flavor that I've never done. or thought of, And that's, that's a tricky one. And, and there are, it's few and far between, but like, yeah, every once in a while there'll be something that I haven't done. And I love, I love experimenting it like with it. Um, one time I had a, a contest, sorry, a scone test, um, and I, uh, whatever the the winning thing was, was they would win some free scones, and um, they would get to choose what my future flavor was for the market that week, and that was uh, really fun to see everyone's suggestions and get to make something custom for someone. And, if, yeah. and so the kitchen you're in right now is it the same kitchen you've always been in? No, um, I actually just moved kitchens about two weeks ago, oh. three weeks. Yeah. Yes. I had been in the same kitchen for, well, I had initially um, been out of my house and then I looked into VIHA regulations and realized you cannot do that. <laughs> and so um, I I started, um, yeah, renting a commercial kitchen space uh, because also Thrifties had come to me and was wondering if I might be interested in doing wholesale and selling them uh, for them to sell in a few other coffee shops and stuff. And so you have to be baking out of a commercial kitchen for that, especially. So I've been in the same kitchen for uh, about three, three and a half years. Yeah. But, um, it just kind of, I would just kind of outgrew the kitchen space and needed something with a little more room. And uh, there was tons of other, um, like food producers in the same kitchen. And so when I go in there, it's a really big production. And um, I, uh, yeah, I didn't want to step on any toes or get in anyone's way. And so um, I actually had someone call me, um, the owner of Beauregard Cafe in Brentwood Bay. Um, and he had been calling me because uh, the Sydney market was canceled this year. And he was wondering if there was any chance I might want to do a little like tiny farmer's market that he was going to be holding every Thursday night in the parking lot of his cafe. And then he also said, are you looking for a commercial kitchen space at all? And I said, well, yes, actually I am. <laughs> and um, it just happened to work out perfectly. And yeah, the new kitchen is amazing. And now he sells my scones too um, throughout the week. Um, and he has asked if I could make him a custom scone flavor for him. And he came up with something I've never done. Um, and he calls it the Beauregard scone and, uh, he's a sailor and he has his favorite drink. It's called a, a Raleigh Dodger. So it's like a Jolly Roger, but yeah. if you've been drinking, you say it wrong. <laughs> and so it's a, a bitter orange and ginger scone with a rum and lime glaze. Ooh. So that is the, yeah. So it's like a drink. In so a is scone that- form. Is that always available there at yes, his place? and that's only available there. Like I make it exclusively for him, which I love that he came to me and asked me to do that too, because it, it shows that he 
I don't know, respects me and is excited about me being there and also passionate and creative. So I had fun doing that. And yeah, that's his. Because how many people do you have, like when you're making these things, how many people are there working with you in the kitchen? Um, Well, usually there's five or six people at the same time. And we pull big, long days. Like it's usually 60 to 70 hours collectively that day between me and all of my incredible staff. Um, they are all, yeah, I have a really good team and, um, yeah, it's a big day because you can't, everyone always thinks, Oh, you're, you must be baking all week for Friday. And no, I don't, I bake everything the day of, and we do all the prep and make glazes and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, you can't eat day old scones or two day old scones or like gotta have well, you, them fresh. You up. could do it, but it won't be like, it won't yeah. be up to like your caliber. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was, yeah, there was a few times last year or two years ago when I first started out and I had some early morning markets. Um, and I, it's really hard to find staff to work from midnight till 8am to get to a 10am market. So, um, we had made them like the evening before and like it was fine and everything tasted great, but it's still like if you finish doing it all by midnight and the scones are just sitting there for 10 hours until the market starts. And I just, it pains me to have that happen. So I, I really like to make sure everything's fresh. Like if you do have a market, when does the last scones, when do they sort of get out of the oven? Like if there's a market at four o'clock. Yeah. So for the Sydney market at five 30, the last scones come out probably at like four forty-five. Oh wow. Yes. So you're really pushing the limit here. So when I bring the the savory scones are always the last ones because they don't need any glazes or anything. So we just like put them on the cooling racks in the boxes and away I go and they're hot when I get to the market still. Yeah. So do you prefer sweet or savory? Where do you fall? Um, I prefer sweet. Okay. That's where I am too. A lot of my friends seem to prefer savory. Yeah. So like last weekend when I, when I was with Amy, she, I think she more is more savory. So I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Because yes. it's like, I'll, I'll take the other side of this thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Which that, um, that chocolate espresso, I think it was, the little mini, yeah. like the mini one, that thing was insane. Oh, thank you. That's, yeah. uh, that, was peop- that was the one that people freaked out about the most. Like I made a, a mini samplers box kind of thing. And so that was one of the new flavors I had put in there and just to kind of get a response and see what people love the most. And that was hands down, like people just went insane for that. That thing blew my mind. Yeah. So I, yesterday when I did my pre-order event, I made it in like big scone form because yeah. So I have um, a whole bunch of them at my house right now. Too bad we're not in person. I could have. No, I I don't. uh, That'd be deadly. Like I would just gorge and like, I wouldn't be able to move like seriously. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, And when I did see you last week, someone told me afterwards you'd gone to like the bike shop and dropped some off there. Have you been going around town just like, taking scones into different places kind of <laughs> that's like, funny like- <laughs> <Someone> told you <laughs> um yes i uh well last week like my big baking day event it was a whole bunch of mini assorted scones and dunkaroo scones and the reason i don't normally do mini assorted boxes because they're so tiny and tedious to do a whole bunch of little scones and so i usually just do my big ones but um i had a few nurses um contact me for nurses week saying that it was uh, among the staff, they wanted to have Sydney scones for their treat for nurses week. So um, and yeah, they said, is there any chance you would do this? Like, is it, I know you don't usually do like special requests and this and that. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to rec- like plan an entire event around this. Sounds awesome. I would love to bake for the nurses and all that they're doing right now. And, um, and then they're saying how they have like a really small budget. And I'm like, okay, well, I would really like to make it so they didn't have to pay for these at all. But I'm also thinking like 650 scones is what they needed. So like, how could I do this? But um, then it turned out all my staff um, volunteered their time to come in that day and um, bake up all the scones. And then what I did was that I sold boxes to the public as well. And every single box that was sold um, to the public, they the entire proceeds and profits just went to the ingredients for those nurses. So, um, everyone got their scones, everyone was happy. And then I had a bunch of extra ones left too. And so I had 
put in my post like, Hey guys, like where should I bring more scones if I have them? And a lot of people said, um, like retirement homes and old folks homes. And so I dropped some off at a few places out in Sydney and then police stations. I never usually get down to like the Vic PD or Saanich PD. So I was able to go drop off from to there as well. And then, yeah, I went to Fairfield, but Fairfield bicycle to go buy a bike and the guy they were all just so helpful but yeah the one guy who helped me out I was like hey do you want some scones I got some scones here and yeah and um yeah another big request was people were saying um daycare and childcare centers but it was upsetting because that day there's nothing open so I can't really go drop anything off but that's next on my list for sure because yeah they're definitely putting themselves on the front line with the kids and for the frontline workers and everything you know yeah, thank so. you for doing that. That, that oh, exactly. when I saw the post about the the nursing uh, drop off yeah. you did, that's oh, yeah. like I can't I can't thank you enough for doing something like oh. that and being able to think of a way like you just said that that yeah. could happen. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it's awesome to be able to. I'm so and everyone who bought that's why that sold out in 20 minutes because everyone knew hey we're like we're buying scones for nurses and i had actually even had like a few people who had like credits with me and stuff and um they said hey um i don't need that credit anymore just put it towards the the nurses thing that you're doing this week and shout out to those people yeah they're amazing and my staff my staff were so shout out to them too yes definitely everyone involved you and everybody shout out to everyone thank you (laughs) totally like yeah it was fantastic yeah (laughs) So sort of going back through the evolution of all of this, um, you were doing wholesale at one point. Yes. And then, so one thing I actually really appreciated about that when you pulled back is that you did it sort of on your own terms. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine there must've been pressure. You can, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but there must've been pressure to keep going and like push harder, harder, harder. Um, What, what sort of was the process there that, that caused that to happen where you pulled back? Yeah. So, um, like the short story is I got so busy that I, I couldn't, I I didn't want to keep going with how busy I was. It was, um, which is, was really weird for people to try and understand, but it was, um, uh, it just like, I started selling to thrifty foods and then about 30 different coffee shops, um, in Sydney and downtown, like habit and picnic and, um, toast cafe out in Sydney and thrifties and market on Yates and just all kinds of different places. And, um, Oh, root seller. I started selling to root seller as well. And, uh, they actually became like the absolute biggest sellers. I couldn't believe, oh, sorry, my screen. Something just happened with my screen. Sorry. Um, uh, did it go to screensaver? Yeah. I'm not, no, I just, okay. There we go. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just started, I, I don't know, I guess it just really kind of started taking off with people wanting to buy them. And so it was getting to be more and more and more to stock these stores. Um, and it was, uh, hard because it was the more staff that I started hiring, uh, the more I was not getting to do and enjoy the part of my business that I loved, which was like the creating and, and, um, like the passion for it and the excitement of talking to people face to face. I would bake through the night and then not get to see anyone and then uh, hand over quality control to all these stores, which um, was really hard. Stuff would be mislabeled quite often or um, things would get left out longer than they should have been. So then people's first time trying a Sydney scone is a three day old scone, you know, like that was really hard when that kind of thing was happening. Um, But also because I had to sell them for a cheaper price, obviously. So these vendors could make their profit. I, it limited what I could make because I didn't want to make all these like big, expensive, fancy flavors um, because I would be out of pocket for it, you know? Yeah, of course. yeah, the more staff I had, um, they're amazing. But I mean, if someone calls in sick, well, who's on call 24 seven, that's me, <laughs> um, which was really, uh, hard for me to wrap my head around. I, I never really, uh, like, I don't know when I was a little girl and I wanted to be a baker or a cook and everything. When I grew up, this, that was not what I had in mind it was just working like a vampire at night, <laughs> like working through the night and, um, like, yeah, sleeping in the day and not getting to see people. And, but when I did markets, that was my, that was my favorite part about the business is being at the market, seeing the excitement of everyone, like helping, serving people, thanking people, talking to people, finding out their, 
from Arkansas and they um, heard about my scones and they've been waiting to come up there or coming from a cruise ship or someone in India. Um, like, like it's just so cool meeting people. And um, did you have someone from India there. that heard about it while they're in India? Yeah. Yes. Through friends somehow, okay. um, I guess like, yeah, it just, and it, that would happen quite often in the summer at the city market. And that was always my favorite. It's just that, um, I guess if people would find out oh, they're going to Victoria, people would say, well, you've got to try these scones at the market or something like that. So, um, yeah, so that was my favorite part about the business and, um, everything else just like, yeah, I was just losing my joy for doing it and my passion. And, um, it was getting to be so busy. Uh, and the busier it got, the more staff I needed and the more staff, like the more your business relies on people who are not invested in your company. Like, like I am no one ever will be, of course, and you can't expect them to be. So, um, yeah, it was uh, really hard to navigate. And so I had to make the decision to just do the part that I loved about it. And that's what I did. And it was the best decision I ever made. <laughs> yeah, that, that's amazing. Like I'm, I'm all in on self awareness and yeah. doing things that bring you value and make you as happy as as they can. You know, yeah. Cut out totally. all the stuff that doesn't bring you happiness and just do yeah. what you. But I, I, I also acknowledge there would be a lot of pressure when you have all these opportunities to keep going, even though you know you're not, you might not feel good. But yeah. it's like I can keep making money. Yeah, exactly. But then you're gonna burn yourself out. Totally. And that so, was what I, like for me, I don't yeah, do it to be making money. Like I really like what I do and I'm yeah. very fortunate to be able to have it as a job and make money at it. But it's not like, I'm not out, like, and everyone's always like, why don't you have to start a store? Or why don't you franchise this or go on Dragon's Den? You have to go on Dragon's Den. And I'm not, I'm not interested in doing any of that. I'm not interested in becoming this big, huge blown up franchise or something like that. And, um, I like this nice little Island and community and support and this little niche market that I have. And like, I, yeah, I like to keep it small and yeah, be a part of the community. And yeah. Yeah, I know. I love that. You have my absolute respect. And every oh. time I see you anywhere, you always have a huge smile. So <laughs> yes. no, you're, you're doing a great job. Nature. <laughs> What's that? I'm a happy person by nature. That's oh, for sure. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you did mention something to me recently, some new thing that was happening. Do you want to mention what that was? Or is it just not a good which, time? No, I can't remember which part. What was it? The frozen scones? Uh, something about a wholesale. Okay. The, well, the cafe that I started. That might have been it. what it was. I don't actually yeah. know what it was. You just mentioned something. Right. It was probably that. that like, okay. um, yeah, like I normally never do wholesale. Exactly. But- it was probably yeah. that you, yeah, just, you mentioned that like, word and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. We, we yes. you were down this road and then you stopped and now, okay. Yes. So you're keeping yeah. it. So it is wholesale, but it's a small, like one yeah. exclusive item, that kind of thing. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. He's got a, a vegan and a gluten-free scone, a savory scone, and then his exclusive flavor. Perfect. Um, and he had even said, he's like, maybe don't post about this. Cause I don't want people coming in and buying 20 at a time. <laughs> like you, And it's funny though, but the first day you had them all, like I didn't post about it at all. It was unknown and they sold out. So <laughs> I guess someone, people went and bought them and then came back and bought more because they loved them, which was awesome. <laughs> like, and so they have them yeah. every day there? Uh, yeah. So they're open Wednesday through Saturday and they have them all of those days. Yeah. And what was the name of that place again? The Beauregard Cafe. Okay. Yeah, in Brentwood Bay. Yeah, it's an awesome place. And this guy, it, nobody knows about it. And they make I've everything. Never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. And they make everything from scratch. And they buy only from local farmers and producers. And like the other day, he was making some avocado toast with a baguette from Fry's and a preserved lemon aioli with microgreens from a local farm, an avocado and local heirloom tomatoes, and uh, like a glug of good olive oil. And, and he gave, came back and gave it to me and all my girls and were like, what is, what is this? Like it, like it was so fancy and beautiful and so delicious. And just nobody seems to know about all that this guy is doing with these delicious foods that he makes. And yeah, I told him he needs to let me take over his social media. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, sometimes I wonder with that, if, um, these little things that can sort of actually still stay hidden in 2020, Mm -hmm. like, like if they do get out there, how does that change the product or the business? Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, so completely. Yes. Maybe yeah, maybe it, it's good that it's a sort of like this hidden little thing that that obviously only real locals know about. Yes. Yeah. Totally. It's really hard not to constantly blast about <laughs> everything that he's because he's usually in there like cooking at the same time where his head chef is like right beside us and we're all constantly just like what? like they chopping and doing everything from scratch no mixes and preservatives and it's just really surprising yeah but awesome i'm very happy to be in that space and it sounds yeah. like yeah no like it, it sounds like mutual like he's just, yes. just excited to have yeah. you totally yeah perfect it's great and it's a very nice arrangement yeah. it's amazing how when you i think when you put good energy out like things organically just happen you attract things and yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad that it happened for sure. And uh, yeah. with all the craziness going on in the world with COVID, how has it been treating you as far as is business been good? Um, so, um, business has never been better, which is weird. Okay. <laughs> it's actually like, I, I really had been worried obviously when it, um, all this first started, um, like, uh, I was all set up to do the crafted farmhouse market. And, um, that's like a big market in the spring and I love it. I'm actually a sponsor of it as well because I love it so much. And the girls that Ashley and Stephanie that organize it are just amazing. And, um, so yeah, everything had just started happening. And so about, I think it was 19 hours before the baking would have started for me, it got canceled. (laughs) And, um, that's a, a lot of money worth of ingredients and a lot of hours of planning and paying my staff for all that prep and everything. And, um, yeah, it was just totally canceled. And, uh, the social distancing was put in place too. So it was like, okay, well, we can't even be really baking or anything in the kitchen. And then childcare was gone. And so most of my staff and, um, like, yeah, we just, couldn't work. And so I was just like, all right, well, my business is done for right now. <laughs> Cause I, I just thought that, um, that I would, I would just have to ride it out and wait to see what happened. But, um, but then I found out that, uh, food services and businesses are essential, considered essential services. Um, which for me, I struggled with that for a few weeks because I thought, well, no, my scones are not essential to anyone. <laughs> They're not an essential something. And I was afraid of people saying, Hey, why are you doing this? And trying to get people to leave their house. And like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be encouraging people staying home. And so I was quite afraid of, um, like the local backlash. So, I was worried it, on a side note, I was worried about that with my Instagram, yes. encouraging people to leave their house. And I, that's why for a month, part of the reason why I didn't post anything was I, yeah. I, I wasn't leaving and I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, I'm on the same page as you. Yep, Totally. Yeah. I, yeah I didn't want to encourage it, but I also, I, I eventually got to the point of like, okay, I need to work now. Of course. <laughs> like, and I, I, yeah. I need to figure out like, um, yeah, what, but I mean, the beauty of my business is, is that I am perfectly set up for it with like, it's the rule became, it has to either be takeout or, um, delivery. So I did start doing delivery. That was one option I started offering. And then when people come and picked up from the kitchen that I, um, rented, it's just like put the box down and put it on a table, step away, person grabs the box, they're gone. Like it, it was, or they could drive up and pop their trunk, put it in their trunk. They never even get out of their car. So I eased my guilt by <laughs> thinking, okay, no, like this is fine. They're not like, they're not exposing themselves to like a big restaurant or a mall or anything like that. It's an outdoor parking lot where I would hand everything off. And so, um, and then, yeah, like I had way, way, way less staff, like only one or two members and just a lot more prep. And then I also started doing frozen ready to bake scones. Um, cause I thought, uh, I, that's something I'd been wanting to do for a while. And I thought, well, I guess I'll just kind of expedite this process I had thought of doing. And, and then people started stockpiling my scones and that really took off as well. It was really a great idea. And, um, and it was a, it allowed me to be able to like do a lot more prep and stock ahead of time and not have to do as much the day of when I didn't have staff, which worked out well. Is that still available? Can people get those scones to bake at home? They can soon. Um, so when I left the old kitchen that I was in, the they, the guy who owned it had these two amazing vacuum sealing machines, oh. but they're his 
and he let me use them, which was wonderful of him. But um, I had to buy my own going to this new kitchen. So I'm just waiting for that to come all the way from China. So it's probably another few weeks before that will come. And then that is something that will be offered regularly again. How excited are you going to be when those things show up or the or yeah. that thing? Yes. Yes. It'll be amazing. <laughs> are you going to, are you going to like, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be awesome. Is there, um, do people approach you very often about collaborations? Do you ever get approached? Um, yes, I do. Uh, a lot more since the whole COVID thing started. Like it, it was here and there. Um, and it was not something I really thought about a lot either. Um, I think just cause I was so busy with whatever I was doing. Um, and I, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't necessarily need a bunch more people coming to events I was doing or something. Cause I always feel bad about people having to wait in line. Um, but yeah, ever since the COVID thing happened, I, I totally started doing more collaborations and it's been amazing and I love it. And, um, it's been great exposure for me or whoever else. And, um, like, yeah, it's just really neat to see so many businesses reaching out and trying to all help one another out to help everyone know that, Hey, we're doing this and it works and it's great. And yeah, it's been really, really cool. Like I, um, collaborated with dumpling drop, which. Yes. I want to, uh, Tarn is actually one of the people I want to get on the awesome. podcast ASAP. I would, yeah, I bet. Cause I'm sure she has, I would love to hear whatever she has to say. <laughs> She's so sweet. Shout out to and, Tarn because when I was in Japan, yeah. me and Anton or Anton and I, she was yep. sending us like, go here, go here, go here. Cause she knows Japan. So oh, I'm excited cool. to talk to her about that even too. That's neat. I loved watching all of your videos and pictures and everything through that. Oh, I, so I can't cool. believe that we got back here on January 21st, which is like the day that sort of everything in North America was like COVID was even talked about really. really. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Like 12 days in, or 12 cities in 13 days was insane. Whoa. Holy cow. That yeah. is insane. I got goosebumps. It's weird. Like, that's crazy. I, I, I kind of think everyone needs to go to Japan because it's so, yeah. so different, but it was yeah. such an amazing, I can't even put into words how amazing it was. Cool. I would, yeah, I would love to. I loved seeing all of the things that you were posting. Do you get to travel very often? Um, I, I go to California a lot. Okay. Back and forth between there. Um, and I've been to the farthest I've been like over in Europe, like gone to New York and Toronto, um, is Italy. Like I did six weeks in Italy and just went from Venice to Naples and everywhere in between. And that was an incredible trip of incredible food. Um, but I really want to go more. I really want to go to England. <laughs> I really want to go to England to the, the mother place of scones, you know, <laughs> and, um, it's where all my family immigrated from though, too. They immigrated to Pender Island and then, um, and they all, and they have like love letters that they had written to each other. And so everything is very detailed about like where I could go to where my family was over there. Um, and then of course, cause I'm scone obsessed, I have a little list of all these different places I want to go and try scones and then go to Devonshire and try real Devonshire cream and one day. I can't wait. It was my big plan to go after the Sydney market this year. Oh, um, really? September. Yeah, it was that. I finally was like, okay, I'm doing it. And uh don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Not right now, but I, I guess it'll oh. give you more time to sort of plan out more stuff that you can do. Yeah, exactly. And more castles to see and Beatrix Potter houses to visit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Is there anything else you wanted to, to talk about to mention? Hmm. Um... Not sure. We touched. We touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I feel like we did. I don't. I don't think so. Um, Anything upcoming? Uh, what am I going to be doing upcoming? Uh, I'm just trying to do an event every Friday right now. That's okay. like my my big thing. Oh, uh, I also got contacted by someone that you recommended. They contact me, Anton. Is that yeah. the same? Yeah. 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 And um, he wants me to do um, some very special scones for an exclusive dinner next Friday. And I'm, I meant to say thank you for that. I'm really excited to do that. Well, I can't um, wait to hear you didn't mention this to me. He's the one I went to Japan with. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that a, he's the one who owns New Nubo? He doesn't own it, but he, he sort of, like he the, was the guy running Ine. And now he's okay. sort of at Nubo. They have a new restaurant, um, the Cube, I think Cube, Cube Food yes. Box. 
Yeah. And then yeah. there's Sarah as well, which is a Korean yeah. restaurant. But those yeah. are all Sean's restaurants, and he so he owns all four of them. And Anton is sort of overlooking a lot of stuff right now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, I guess you said something to him, and I'm so stoked to create something for him and his dinner guests. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can a, I can imagine I, kind of what that's for. I think I don't know. They've been yeah. doing some cool stuff. Yeah. And Ine, it's closed right now, but if anybody gets a chance to go when it opens back up, yeah. um, being in Japan, like restaurants only serve one thing. Mm-hmm. Ine is the equivalent of like 30 restaurants in Japan shoved into one. And it's, wow. it's, uh, if you like Japanese food, they, they, they crush it. Oh man. Sweet. Can't wait to try it. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what's your favorite spot out there out in Sydney? Where do you go to uh, eat? eat? Yeah. That's a good question. The fickle fig. The fickle fig or I could quince. see that. Uh, yeah. I, like your stuff would be like perfect in there. You know yes, what I mean? Like it goes I, hand in hand. Yeah, we actually were going to do a collaboration this summer. I'm so upset we won't. We we're going to have a big, huge Alice in Wonderland high tea party. Oh. And do like a big like scones and high tea. And I was going to decorate their whole garden all Alice in Wonderland, like Mad Hatter style. I'm a Disney fiend. So um, I just, yeah, we just talked about, hey, let's do this. And we were going to do it in June and now we can't. (laughs) But next year, we're going to try for next year. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, like I love uh, Mitchell and Josh there. They they just make, everything they make is so good. I actually just had um, a sausage roll from there this afternoon. I've recently discovered they make the best sausage rolls I've ever tasted. Okay. <laughs> and um, so only on the weekends. And I guess somehow they've always been sold out every time I go. So uh, I discovered it about two weekends ago. And oh, yeah, just everything. I love that place and everything they stand for and how much they make everything from scratch and get stuff from all these local farmers and really support the community in that way. Yeah. That's then, good to hear because I, I've never met them. Um, yeah. And I, and I love everything you're saying. Like, yeah. I, that's what I'm all about. Kind of like, mm-hmm. like Harvest Road. Do you ever go to Harvest Road? Harvest Road, I love so much too. Yes. Yeah, I Brendan love- and Jenny, I, I love them. Like, yeah. they're as ethical as it gets. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They deserved that award that they got. For, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, and their, um, their fries, I don't know what it is, but they have the best fries of anywhere I've had on the island. I love them so much. As far as I know, no gluten goes in that fryer. So like oh. any, anyone can go and have those fries. I believe. I don't want yeah. to, I, oh, I hope I'm not so- making that up, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for them to, I don't know when they'll be open. They're going to be open soon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't want, I don't know when, but I think it was going to be very soon. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, I love Fickle Fig Quince Cafe. Never heard of that. Coffee shop right, um, near the end towards the pier. Um, they just make everything from scratch, just like small amounts of everything and sell Lavazza coffee and, and the owners are so sweet. Um, the staff is amazing. They have ice cream in the summer there too. They're just, they're totally like what I would want to have if I had a little coffee shop. And then also this other place that nobody seems to know about, um, Porto Osteria. Yes, I've been there. Yeah, you did? Yeah. yeah. yeah down just, at the, uh, is it the marina? Yeah, the, the used to the be Cove the Canoe or something. Cove. Yeah, Canoe yeah, Cove. Way down at the end. Yeah, like right out by the ferries and no one would ever think to go there or look there, but they just make incredible Italian food. and the whole vibe in there is awesome. The owners are so sweet. Um, they make all their pasta from scratch and by hand. And it really reminded me of going to places in Italy to eat. Like I loved it. Yeah. But yeah, those are a few of my favorites. I, I really enjoyed of- my visit there. Yeah. What about the Surly Mermaid? Yes. Oh, I love Surly. Yes. I, yeah. I'm so happy they just opened up again last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last week, I think it was, um, they used to sell my scones for their brunch on Sundays and so I wouldn't get paid. I would get paid in surly gift certificates because <laughs> works for me. And so, yeah, that's like, yeah, definitely one of my favorite places. And they got a whole bunch of new items on their menu and it's really yummy. And then 10 Acres is going in out here. Apparently. Oh, are they? Yeah. Instead of Harrow's at the pier, it's going to be 10 Acres. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There, so there's that- something I didn't know. Yeah. And they've taken over like the coffee shop too. Like it's now being run by 10 acres. It was, I think it's called like the Georgian Georgia or something cafe, but now it's yeah run by 10 acres. So that's kind of exciting. I can't wait till whenever that happens. There we go. 
I feel like a lot of people overlook Sydney for food. Like yes, a lot of people don't, good. it's not that far. No, like it's really it's not. not. And there's total, I mean, and that's just like, I mean, Deep Cove Market is incredible. I've never it's been like, there. It's where and I've I never been to the Sherry. chalet either. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there either. I haven't been to the chalet, um, yeah. but I met Harry and Megan at Deep Cove Market. That was kind of exciting for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I gave them my business card and told them to buy scones for me. <laughs> um, that was awesome. Did they get scones? Uh, yeah, Deep Cove Market. Did they get scones from you? No, not yet. Okay. She said that they were leaving town, but they would be back soon and that she wanted to come back um, or she wanted to get in touch with me and try the Earl Grey scone because she, they were so lovely. And they asked like what flavors that are my most popular and where it's located and asked about, yeah, just, I don't know. They just kept the conversation going and it was really cool. And I'm glad I uh, worked up the courage to go give them my business card. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get to baking scones. <laughs> course actually one spot out there mm-hmm. chong tong i think that's the name or chon tong yeah. have you ever been there the thai food restaurant no oh um, it's in the middle of like a residential neighborhood oh yeah yes yeah i know the one and it's um the the fish and chips place is yeah i think so fresh. yes yes that's really good there so yeah, yeah people they're a little hidden gem and the fish on fifth they have like an entirely huge secret vegan menu that nobody knows about. Really? Uh, yeah, they can make almost everything vegan. They have vegan fish and chips that I don't even understand how it's done because the vegan fish, fried fish and the tartar sauce, it's like, it tastes incredible. You really? never know it's vegan. Yeah. And then they also have Dole Whip, like what you can only usually get at, at Disneyland, like pineapple whipped um, soft serve. Yeah, that, oh, and the farmer's daughter, the wine and yeah, I've never bar. been there. I really would love to check that place out. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Also, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of places. Spitfire Grill is good. Dakota Cafe has incredible wonton soup. Um, Melinda's Biscotti has one of my favorite breakfast sandwiches. Super simple but delicious. Yeah, there's lots of places. Yeah, so everybody <laughs> listening, if you don't go to Sydney, yeah. Yeah. you just you just gave like twenty reasons to go there. Yeah, totally. Oh, also. Another one I actually thought about, I wanted to tell you this. There's a corner store at the corner of McTavish and East Sandwich. I think it's right across from the Roost. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or been in there, but the guys who own it, they bring in like American products. So like American chocolate bars and gum and cereal and like all this candy and cool stuff that you cannot get up here. Really? And the whole store is just full of all these like crazy products. And like last night I finished my big scone baking day and it was 11 at night. And I was like, what is there open sign on? It's like, are you guys open? He's like, yeah, we're here. We're open. And I go in there and just spent like half an hour. I took a bunch of pictures to actually send you <laughs> to, to show you all the cool stuff they had in there. And I, yeah, I just always overlook it. And yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty neat there. That's and that's across trip. from the roost. Yeah. Right across from the roost. On okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea about this. I yeah. feel like there are some little grocery stores, like little corner ones, just mm-hmm. either in the West Shore, Victoria, or whatever, that ha- yeah. that are doing what you're saying, and just nobody knows about them. Totally, yeah, exactly. That's what I. So now I've outed it, and now there will be no more American cereal for me. <laughs> I'm gonna have Pretty to go tough. see the spot. No, I appreciate yeah, that. Thank cool. you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Awesome. This this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is I have loved it. Yeah, no, this is this has been absolutely awesome. So thank okay. you very much. Everybody, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye.